Welcome to Words Matter, a series of informal conversations with people sharing words that matter to them. Whether it's quotes, poems, lyrics or film clips, words have the power to inspire us, provoke new thoughts and even change the way we live our lives. I'm your host, Kevin Watson, and I've been interested in how words engage, ignite and direct our imagination, not only as a coach for the past 17 years, but for as long as I can remember. In each episode, my guests will share words that matter to them, where they've come from and why they play such an important part in their life. I find that some conversations are packed full of words that matter, so rich and inspiring, it would be a real shame to edit them down into this show's normal magazine format. So rather like the last one, I'm dedicating this to just one conversation with a new guest, Paula Wilkinson, who's recently been asking the question, what is home? So thank you for agreeing to... Well, I don't know how interesting it will be. Everyone says that. I can give you millions. Everyone says that. It's funny because what also happened to me when I I listened, because I'm... I should be spending more time doing these work future related things and I don't actually and to be honest with you that's part of the reason I would like to go back to the UK because while it's wonderful here my new job is cleaner and housekeeper and that's all I seem to do is clean we live in this beautiful big house it takes you know the other week friends coming over on Friday night for a aperitif we're allowed a little gathering until uh, 10pm curfew and they were coming over on Friday night so I cleaned and my windows were filthy so I spent three hours cleaning my window. And then that night, the Tramontana hit, which is the, uh, the big wind that we get here. We had 100 kilometer winds on Friday and Saturday, Friday night and Saturday. Wow. And all the water from the pool has blown up on my windows and dirty windows. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> I know my windows are covered in bloody salt water. Anyway, uh, but that's what I do. And I find it, I'm not inspired here, Kevin. So I find that really hard. So when I saw Words Matter from you, and I always watch your little videos and read a lot of the um, features and stories that you share, and I find them really interesting. But I don't regularly look at it. But I do have a, a reminder now every week to check. So, uh, so, but, but it was really interesting. And when I, f- I listened to the first one, I thought, wow, that's fantastic because I love a quote. And I love, uh, I'm re- I really love music and I'm really into musical theatre and musical movies and so many that have, and so many words that have really touched me and, and everyone laughs at me because I'm someone that would share on a song or a, a quote or whatever on, on Facebook to my friends. Um, and then, so I started to ask myself, really? So what matters to you? And there's all those normal, those typical quotes, you know, the Maya Angelou, Barack Obama, etc. out there that so many of us, and Dolly Parton, of course, um, <laughs> that we've used a lot. Uh, and so, yes, it was. So I started to get quite stressed. And this is even before you <laughs> contacted me. I started to get quite stressed about it because uh. I'm thinking, why is it important? Why are these things important to you? And, you know, and I think also, Kevin, I have a lot of time in my hands here to think about where my life is, where my life is going, and, and uh, you know, how, did I make the right decision coming, all those things. So, yeah, I got quite stressed thinking about it. And then you messaged me, and I thought, oh, that's a challenge. And I thought, yeah. So oh. what is important right now, Paula? And yeah. that's where I chose the thing that I wanted to share with you. Yeah, please do. Was, Read which it was out. home. Yeah. Well, it's a song. Um, 
I've got I've got some notes down here. It's 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 not so much one line in the song. It's it's the whole story of the program, but also specifically one song in this program. And and it was really interesting because when I thought that when I really then started to deeply think about it, I thought this isn't relevant, isn't just relevant right now. Actually, this goes right back to when I was a kid growing up in Northern Ireland, right? Ah. And it's a, a Netflix, um, I think it's an Emmy award-winning uh, Netflix series called Pose. Have you seen it? No, 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 not at all. So uh, it's amazing. It is <clears throat> um, set in New York City. It focuses on the African-American and Latino LGBTQ community in the 80s and the early 90s. Yeah. specifically focusing around the ballroom culture that was created in uh, in New York at that time. And it's where individuals from this community could come together to express themselves, um, but also where they could be free, free to be the person that they are. Um, because at that time, it was, of course, it was the height of the AIDS epidemic. Um, and there was, wasn't a voice for the LGBTQ community at that time. And so they could come into this community, and specifically the ballroom community was like a club culture where they posed where dancers, models came and they would have different categories where they would dress up in these amazing costumes and makeup. And of course, the 80s was all about expression, right? Mm. But they could be free to be themselves and they would, they would pose and they would win trophies. But most importantly, they would win recognition within their community. But this, this is a really, I think it's a really important program because it brings to light the struggles and challenges of the LGBTQ community at that time. In fact, still have many struggles today, mm. but look where we are now, mm. 40 year, 30, 40 years later. But it also talks about, you know, this idea of a family because many of these people were ostracized by their families. You know, there were lots of long, young kids in this community living, in, living rough in the streets, surviving in the streets. And what happened in this ballroom community in this culture is they created these, I guess you could call them chosen families that had a matriarch or a patriarch from within the community who gave people a family, a home where they could express themselves freely without judgment. Yeah. And the program is told through amazing characters with fantastic individual and intertwining storylines that talk about their experience. And I think why the program resonates with me so much is, you know, I was a teenager in the 80s growing up in Northern Ireland at the height of the troubles. Mm. I was really opinionated, Kevin. I was very, uh, really creative. I was really into music. I was into fashion. When I was a teenager, I had a job in a, an amazing record shop. And it was really important for me to express myself. And so I find myself in this wide group of friends who I think we almost radiated towards each other because of our similarities. Mm. And we were very unconventional for a wee town in the north coast of Ireland. Um, we were mixed Catholic and Protestant. We were mixed straight and gay. And we came together in this family group and created this group where we could be free. Yeah. We were not political. We, we, In fact, I think we wanted to escape the political turmoil that was happening in Northern Ireland. And this family gave us an opportunity to do that. Yeah. 
So I think the programme Pose really resonates with me for that. Uh, And we were also the best posers you'll ever have met. You know, hang on, my headphones have fallen out. You know, we thought we were really, really cool. So this idea of finding a home in this family was really important to me. Yeah. And I think that also then resonated when I moved to London in 1987, where, you know, in London, I think, or any big city where you're on your own or where, you you know, you don't have a, a, a blood family nearby, you also create this family group. And that, and that also happens when you start work and you're working with amazing, talented people who share your values, where you're all working together to solve problems every day and to do the best work that you can ever do. That is also really important Mm. to then where I'm at now, and that's moving to Spain and having to start all over again, where there are very few English people here. We found a few, but we've also met these wonderful people from all over the world, from Catalan, Catalonia, from other parts of Spain, from Germany, from Holland. I seem to have lots of Dutch friends here. I don't know how that happened. None (laughs) of them know each other. You know, I've recently met an Australian woman while I was walking the dog and her Dutch husband is like, oh my God. Um, So this idea of creating a family is really important. So it's, and and of course, coronavirus, being stuck Mm. at home not being able to go home, not being able to have all the planned visitors that we were going to have, has made me ask myself, where is home? And so I watched this program on Netflix and it was like, wow. So initially it was about the style and the clothes and the 80s and the music and all that great stuff. But actually when I really reflected, you know, when I listen to your podcast, was actually, I think what resonated with me so much was this idea of home and finding a home and where is my home, particularly when I ask myself, is it here? And while I love it here, there's something missing. So what is it that's missing? And that's why this song was really important to me. So words from the song, right? So it starts off by saying, uh, and this, it's a beautiful song it's sung by um, MJ Rodriguez and Billy Porter, two key characters in the program. And she starts by asking, when I think of home, I think of a place where there's love overflowing. I wish I was home. I wish I was back there with the things I've been knowing. Nice. And that is what really resonates in my head right now. Mm. Where is home? Home is where there's love overflowing. Yeah. And and do you know where that is right now? Well, I'll tell you what's really interesting, because the, the final verse in this song really hits it on the nail for me. I, I have to look at it. Although I have been singing along with it. My son and my partner are completely <laughs> driven nuts. And it says, so because the question I'm asking is, where is home? Mm. And do we stay here or do we go back to the UK or is it Ireland or is it where is it? Mm. And all of my friends that here say, you've got to give it longer. You've only been here two years. You've got to give it longer. So I, I'm, the words in the song are, tell us, should we run away or should we try and stay? Or would, it be, would be, or would it be better just to let things be? Living here in this brand new world might be a fantasy, but it's taught me to love. And I've learned that we must look inside our hearts to find a world full of love. And there's other words in that last verse. So what that means to me is I need to look inside myself 
So the question isn't, where is home? The question, oh, I might get emotional. The question is, what is home? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what is home? And this is what I've been struggling with. I think I know. I think home is um, where my family and friends are. It's where familiar things are for me for me and this is for me Mm -hmm. um it i think it's back home i think it's back in the uk and with people you knew in the uk or is it just contextualized in that country because it's familiar i think it's a bit of both okay yeah because we won't move back to london and actually we you know another reason we left london was there were so many people that we knew that were in our group that had all started to ask the same question it all started to move away and so it didn't hold the same pull for us as it did then so you know um is it back in northern ireland where actually many of my wonderful friends who moved to london with me in the 80s have moved back to northern ireland um is is or is it somewhere else but I think it's where it's not that easy to see your friends and spend time with your family and friends here Mm. it sometimes feels very detached from them and we've got zoom you know we've got all these different platforms that we can connect now and if one wonderful thing you know even just one wonderful thing come out of the coronavirus situation is using these platforms to connect and actually since I moved here I probably speak to and connect with more people than mm. I did when I was living in London. Mm, me too. That's that's amazing. Mm. And you know, and uh and but I think yeah, I think it's, it's there's lots of different things about home. What is home? Home is about being near to and being able to access more freely people that you love. Mm. People that I love. Mm. And and people who love you in terms of that non-judgment, I heard as well. Yeah, Every time you looked at looked at the home you had in Northern Ireland, not with your family, but with the group of friends you talked about in the eighties, the, the home at work with people that had similar values, similar ideas, similar energy that you did. Even to some extent, people that are drawn to you and and you're around you at the moment in Catalonia. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, those friends, I mean, all of those friendship groups are still with me today. Mm, mm. You know, I think one of the most important friendship groups is still my friends from Northern Ireland. You know, they were my, I grew up with them. And, 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 And when I go home to Northern Ireland, we connect or even when we connect online and it feels like it was yesterday. And that idea of family and and family creating a home. And I was really, I am very lucky. I have a great family. I have a huge family and we're all extremely close. But that's not my only family. That's not my only home. Mm. I have different homes. And uh, and I'm really fortunate to have that. But also I think, Kevin, you know, as you get older, you meet people. And I don't have time for people who, uh, where there's judgment. I don't, mm. have, don't have time for that. I mm. will try to change their perspective and their point of view, but if I can't, I'm quite happy to walk away from that because it's not for me. It was a point in time. Mm. Mm. Um, but I still have, I'm still lucky enough to have these really strong, powerful groups of friends mm. who have been with me all over the years. There's a lovely movie 
It's a really lovely movie. Um, uh, and the name of it I've forgotten. Or Earth to Earth to Echo. Have you seen? Uh, Earth no, Echo? I've heard. I've heard of it. In fact, someone else has mentioned it quite recently. Haven't they? It's a kids movie, and is this maybe another story? But it's about this group of teenage, I think they're 13 years old, and they live in this little township in the Nevada desert, and it's being torn down. So they all have to move, and one of them is going to live in New York, and one of them is going to live in Las Vegas, and, you know, they're all, this this really tight group of boys, this group of boys are friends, and one of them finds this object and it's a little creature like a little alien and i'm not going to the story of the movie because i'll ruin it for you um but you've got to watch this movie it's wonderful but it ends with them they're all spreading but they're together and they say friendship true friendship will last forever wherever you're at in the universe and i think right. that's really really powerful because like it doesn't matter where you are <clears throat> that family that that the home that they create for you doesn't matter where you're at in the universe. So, so some questions that are coming to my mind, if I may, is if it doesn't matter where it is, why back in the UK? That's the first thing that came to my mind, is why have you started to think of a place? Um, if it's about what is home, I, I, I think that's kind of, you know, heart, home is where the heart is, is that very famous saying, isn't it? Is mm -hmm. understand what drives your passion. But I'm also interested... Is there a who element to this? In other words, is it familiar who's or are you open to new who's that could create a, an add-on additional family members to you at this yeah. point in time? Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a really interesting one. Why move back to the UK, particularly when we're able to connect so much? I, I think it's the, I don't, I don't know, actually. I, th I think it's not then just about people. It's about things and it's mm -hmm. but it's also you know i have a responsibility i have an 11 year old son mm. so it's about being in the right place that provides him with the right opportunities as well um and and so that is really important but but also yes it's about being able to connect more freely with familiar people but i'm always i love meeting new people mm. and um and I love creating new friendship groups and bringing them together. And, you know, and I, I love entertaining people and, and, and that's great. So I, so I think for me also, there is that element of creating something new. And, and I think it's that work family group. Mm, okay. Right. So there's a personal family group, but there's the work family group too. Mm. And, and I don't feel I can achieve that here. Mm. I don't so, feel... certainly missing from you at the moment, isn't it? The yeah, it's family. really... The work family group is really <clears throat> missing in my in my life right now. And if I could create that here, then the pull to go back to the UK would be less. Mm. I don't believe that I can. I mean, yes, I'm sure that there are... I'm sure that if I search long and hard enough, I could find something, but I'm not seeing it immediately here. Not mm. Not what I'm looking for. And that's about language barrier. That's about, you know, there's no industry. There's no, where we live, we would have to relocate from here and move to the city again. Mm. Um, there's no industry here, you know. There's no one, no one's trading their dunes. And no one's investing in people in roses, I could tell you. And you go to any <laughs> bar and you get really rubbish service. And, you, and I think, oh my God, I could transform your customer service in here. You know, and I'll do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's not just the, personal family i think it's also that work family is yeah. the draw that that i and for oliver in school 
um, being able to really grow the pull back to Britain mm. is is greater. Mm. Does that Interesting. Make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. The, it's tribal in many ways. You know, who do, yeah. what tribe do you belong to at the moment? And it sounds like you're in between in some ways. You're kind of there's yeah. some parts of the tribe, some constituents which aren't there. I.e., work, for example. Yes. <clears> yeah. <throat> and we've met a really lovely group of friends mm. here. You know, we have a very nice social. Well, when we can get outside, we have a nice social life here, mm. um, uh, and and that will always grow. And continue to grow you know and i met an australian woman walking the dog very very recently and we've started this really lovely friendship we've so much in common it's great and and she moved here the week before covid so wow. she knew nobody she was locked in for the whole of covid wow. um and, and and i love that being able to say welcome come in and i'll introduce you to some more people so you can start to grow your family group here mm-hmm. because it's really important when you're not it's really important to create a new home wherever you go, I think, mm. for everyone. Mm. Mm. Um, and, and I mean, we really we do that in London and mm. in, in, in any big city. It's mm. really important for you to start to create your own network, close mm. network, because otherwise mm. you're an, an island. You're mm. on your own and it's not mm. good to be on your own. The, the only kind of small reference point I've got, I guess, really is when I, I always look back to the time I went to India and, and spent some time over there. And I was in Hyderabad walking around this, this city that in parts were beautiful and parts were by our standards perhaps not so beautiful, but but still had a beauty in it. Um, enjoying it and all soaking it in. And it was frenetic as India is, if you've ever been there. Okay. Smells and noises and sights are, are the most magnificent ones and and also most terrible ones standing side by side oftentimes and i felt incredibly lonely even though i was surrounded by people so so if i can imagine for a moment being in a place that has a language barrier for sure that i have to work hard at communicating with other people in order to get that social belonging i can imagine i too would want to find home in a place that's more familiar yeah yeah, and and you can, and and it's interesting. You talk about the language barrier. You always you can always find a way. Mm. I mean, my first day taking my son to school here, a mum approached me and she said some blah 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 in Catalan to me. I hadn't a clue what she was saying, and uh, and we're wonderful friends. She, Marta didn't speak a word of English, and I didn't speak a word of Catalan at that point. Mm. And we find ways to communicate. We do it with a bit of Catalan, a bit of Spanish, a bit of French, a bit of Latin. I never thought my Latin would come in handy, but it has. And we do lots of gestures. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I remember the first day we went for a coffee, and we had coffee and croissant in a little cup cafe, and we Google Translate, and we're dead. I mean, we became very fast at typing into this thing, and then trying to pronounce it over two years ago and then we finished and she said to me you pay and I immediately thought that's a bit cheeky you pay <laughs> so she's invited me out for coffee and now she's uh, telling me to pay <laughs> and, I, and we went up to the car and I thought oh, okay I don't mind paying it's only a few, few years no big deal and we went to the counter I got my purse out and she, she put her hand over my, my wallet and she said no you pay and I went yes I'll pay and she went no you pay and I went oh no I pay and she went no you pay and it was so funny because it was this Oh, brilliant. Find a way. And, and it's where she and she still says you, and I go, no, Marta, I. <laughs> she goes, yes, you, no, I. Oh, Paula, is mes difficile, you know. <laughs> um, and so there are barriers, but you're right. I mean, I remember London, people saying London can be the loneliest place in the mm. world and you're surrounded by people. Mm. Mm. 
Mm. It's not even so, the language barrier. It's, it's, it's not even it. It's when people are around you, but you can't connect with them for some reason, or you just don't yeah. don't feel right to connect, or whatever it might be. I don't know. I've not really thought about it a great deal in my limited experience, but it's not just language. It's, it's a whole other stuff coming in. Not it can be really lonely when you're not with your family. I think that's yeah. the point, when you don't feel as though you've got that family around you. And we're in coronavirus right now. And, uh, and you know, I, I, I listen to the uh, UK, I listen to the news, I watch the news on TV. And, you know, I'm reading and, and hearing about mental health has become, uh, you know, really a big issue. People's mental health is, is the biggest issue that we're facing. Mm. There are lots of other issues that we're facing in the, in the current times, but mental health for me is the biggest worry mm. because people are spending too much time alone and human beings need human interaction of any mm. kind we need mm. human interaction mm. um and creating human interaction that's 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 meaningful is uh, i think many people are asking themselves probably asking themselves at the moment what is home to mm. me mm. You know, I mean, so I'm re hearing about so many people are moving out of the cities, you know, million plus pound houses are the, you know, really rocketing in sales because people are moving out of cities and they're buying these big properties out in the countryside. And these are positive changes, not necessarily for the millionaires, but, but <laughs> these are really good changes that are happening in the world. But I think that finding a solution to our current situation is, is it's critical that we do mm. this quickly. We find this quickly. Mm. Yeah, I agree, totally. Fascinating. Thank you so much for that. That's really useful. I, I, I love that thought of home not being where, but what. I like that. That's yeah. a, good, it's a great but, concept. But Dorothy nailed it. She said it was here all the time mm -mm. in The Wizard of Oz. Mm -mm. Just click your heels. It was here all the time. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a bit like, you know, I think you remember I did some work with Elizabeth Turner on Grief and Loss and, and that it was this it was the for me the loss of almost the threat of loss of memories, which was profoundly the thing when you come to grief. It's mm. almost like ah, I haven't got that person to remember anymore. Of course you have, but it's mm. they're under threat and it's the stuff that's to be that you have lost out on, not the yeah. stuff that's been. Yeah, I mean my dad died last year and uh, my mum won't listen to the radio. She mm. won't listen to music mm. because she hears songs that remind her of my dad. Mm. And I've tried to say to her, but mum, that's wonderful mm. that you have that memory with my dad. So maybe if you listen to those songs, you'll get happy memories rather than not listening to the songs and not remembering. You know, dealing with grief is not about forgetting. Mm. It's about remembering. Mm. Mm. To an acceptance, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is hard, you know, it's a hard for a, an awful number of people. And everyone, you know, grieves and comes at it very differently. Yeah. You know, some people yeah. like to listen to the songs because it gives them the happy memories. Yeah. Other, pe other people, it's very scary because then I haven't got my husband in the next uh -huh. moment. Uh -huh. It reminds me that I haven't got them. So yeah. it's yeah. very difficult. Yeah. It's very, very, very difficult. And but that's, a, that's another story. Get me started. That's another me. one. And my that's dad, I mean, my dad was a, was a shenanche. He was a storyteller. He could quote, you know, 
I, I used my dad in my training so many times because he brought everything to life through stories, yeah. which I What's the word you use? Is that an Irish word, Shenanche? Oh, it's an Irish, I'm maybe not pronouncing it right, it's Shenanche. So in, in ancient or old times in, in uh, Ireland, um, folklore and stories and the news and what was happening around the country was spread by these individuals, these Shenanches, who used to travel from village to village to yeah, village, and they would it. tell stories. And so the storyteller is uh, really associated with that uh, with that person. And my and my dad was was a storyteller. I'll have to look that up because I like that. I like, and, I and maybe that not. Word. I'll send it to you. I'm maybe not. Yeah, pronouncing I do. It right, but I've always pronounced it Shinanchi or Shinache. Um, yeah, I believe it's a storyteller. They're yeah. they're they're the reporter news reporters of ancient times of old times. Oh, I, I love guess. it. I love it. And that's oh, yeah. how they kept folklore alive yeah. because they went from village to village sharing yeah. sharing tales and sharing what was going on in the village next door. One of my favourite uh, um, extracts for an interview, I think, was Joseph Campbell. You know Joseph Campbell? Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph Campbell wanted to write a, a, a novel and he took loads of legends and myths away to somewhere, I think probably like the Lake District somewhere, for months just to study them. <clears throat> he was a professor. So he's studying the words just to get some way of structuring his novel. In the end, but he, he didn't write a novel. He just wrote The Structure of Myths and Legends oh, in, wow. in, a, in a book called Hero of a Thousand Faces or something like that. Anyway, from that comes something called The Hero's Journey, which is an archetypal number of steps that any hero takes. And uh, people like George Lucas have used that from Joseph Campbell to do things like Star Wars, for example. There's very... Oh, wow. There's a meta structure in there that is from Joseph Campbell's work. Anyway, Joseph Campbell was being interviewed once and he said, you know, the worst thing ever for stories was the written word. And and someone said, well, why is that? Why, why, how could that be? You know, don't we get it from books? Don't we get everything from written word? He said, no. He said, when you've got Shinenches, if yes. I'm not pronouncing that, what they do is they'll bring the bits that are really important to life and the other yeah. bits that are boring fade away. So over time, the story has a life of its own. It's organic mm-hmm. and, and it grows in people's memories in, and they'll relate to it in the way they relate to it. And, and I love that. You know, the story is when you're written down, it becomes a right story. It's, it's that's the yeah. truth of the story. Whereas true stories, great stories, there isn't a right or wrong. It's just what's important to you. And what, what but has but isn't that what movies do? Mm-hmm. Movies bring these the, these the, the exciting, the most interesting parts of the story to life. Yeah, 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 and I think that maybe that's why. I, I mean, I'm a, a really avid reader, but I love a movie. And, oh, and, me too. Yeah, and I, I think that's why. And I, you know, uh, love these. Uh, and I love historical movies. I watched Elizabeth, The Golden Years last mm, night, mm. and Kate Blanchett is wonderful. Um, but I really enjoyed how they brought this story. So tonight, I'm watching The Other Boleyn Girl. Very good. Say that. <laughs> bit of history. Bit of history. Can say a bit of that. Um, not that I'm a history buff, but um, I, but yeah, how they, how people like George Lucas brings these stories to life, mm. and some movie directors do it really, really well. Mm. And I, mm. I absolutely love that. The great storytellers of the world. The great, they are the, the Shenanches or Shenanches. Yes, however, it's Shenanches. Please correct me. I'll oh, no, 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 no. Hey, you're Irish. I, I'm going to believe your, your pronunciation. Oh, God, no, 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 definitely don't. 
this is what I'm really loving about it. I'm doing this for me, largely, because I just find it interesting having these conversations. And other people listen to it, like you listen to some other people, so I'm going, wow, that's really cool. And and someone will say the same about your stuff, I'm, I'm absolutely sure. And, uh, and it'll just kind of radiates and radiates and radiates. And hopefully at some point, more and more people get touched by these these conversations. Yeah. I mean, I did go and listen to the Jan- Jackson album after I did listened you? to the control. Yeah, I did. I put it, I put it on my album. Oh, uh, I loved it. Oh, it was great. And my son came home from school. Well, I, I meant to leave her a comment to say I, I listened to it. My son came home from school and he went, Mom, what's this rubbish music you're playing? <laughs> and yeah. I thought of her when I was listening to it. So oh, do tell her that. I'd have to let her know that. Yeah. I'd have to let her know yeah. that's brilliant. Thank you, Paula, for such an open and honest conversation and for bringing me that new word, Sinatches. Most of all, thank you for listening. I hope that these words have inspired you and look forward to bringing you more next time on Words Matter.